Hi everyone, welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, where we're incredibly excited to be talking all about God of War Ragnarok. Spoiler free, of course. In this episode, we chat with Ragnarok director himself, Eric Williams, discuss all the best bits of our game journey so far, and decide what we'd be the gods of should we be blessed with divinity. It gets niche. So, sharpen your axe and settle down in your furs, as we're about to begin. Hi everyone, welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK, and it is a good time to be a PlayStation player right now, as God of War Ragnarok is here, and so is the God of War Ragnarok podcast special that we're about to do. Yeah, (laughs) thank God. What people have really been waiting for. Exactly. (laughs) It was inevitable. It was inevitable. It was always, it was prophesied that it would happen. Prophesied. Here it is. We're here to fulfil our destiny. It's true. And to name us that shall be fulfilling said destinies, these names have been selected by Rob this week because he has been the Ragnarok man. So yeah, I've already <laughs> thought of a, a better name for me. Oh, well, it's too late. I've done it <laughs> <laughs> What's on my notes is what goes. Uh, so me, me is, I am Ashgaboda. That's oh, good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. good. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Well played. Yeah. I've got a trozy. <laughs> yay! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yay! I'm excited about that one. We've got Brob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think you can top that, Rob. Yeah. I don't know what. I, don't I, just, I most. I am most like Brock. I yeah. think. Of you any look of, the most like Brock as well. Yeah. yeah. Just if I was painted blue. Yeah. Done. And I was going to say if I was a bit more grumpy, but I think I might already <laughs> I think have you've it. Got it now. Can you do your now. best Brock impression? Let's see what we got here. Give me that goddamn axe. Yeah, <laughs> let me really fix it up for you. That's really that's great. Yay. Wow, that's so good. Than I thought. I'm so much more talented than my stupid brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Oh Thank my god, you. I wasn't expecting that to. Just I wasn't burst expecting forth. that to come out of my mouth. No, either. Once right. you got more into it as you did it more, it was yeah. like, oh, wait, they, they like this. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one you were gonna have? Uh, Fen Rob. Yeah, Brob's better. Brob's Brob. better, yeah. Brob. yeah. Uh, and Dave, yours is my favourite. You are Jormungan, Dave. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. 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 You need to do your best impression of Jormungan, don't I? You sound like you've got gas. <laughs> that's the trick. Huh? That's how you do it. Yeah, that's well. as, that's about as much as I can you can get out of me. Rosie's, You're right, Rosie. Rosie's, <laughs> Rosie's gone. Came with it as well. It I was, was trying to really inhabit the big snake. Yeah, you were. I did. I got big. I thought your mango big was energy. Big, big energy. energy. I thought you were right next to me right now. Yes. I got a bit scared. Well, I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very different. Right. So to move on from this, I'm going to introduce what's going to happen in this here Ragnarok special podcast. First up, we're going to have the main feature where we're going to be doing spoiler free thoughts on Ragnarok and. We have an interview with game director Eric Williams. We do. That's so cool. Well. We do. That's so That's cool. Exciting. He yeah. specifically requested to speak <gasps> to us. Really? Yeah. Hey. Sorry. We've then got the comments from the week, which is community highlights from the hashtag PodSquad. Oh, God, I was last. Well done. See, I, I, you might have saw my arm went up there because I was listening specifically <laughs> for the first PodSquad. Like, uh, then we'll go to Before We Go, which is coverage outside of gaming and some godly debates. But first, what's new? So here we are in the what's new section where we're going to talk about what's new and what is new, let me tell you, PSVR 2. Wow, that was very good. Yeah. How long have you been planning that? Literally, that just yeah, flew a out of rhyme. me. Wow, <laughs> good rhyme. Congrats. I'm a freestyle champion. You should consider a, yeah, a career change. Yeah, that well, is just too good a, a gift to let beat. go. 
Well, I'll tell you what else is a good a gift, a PSVR 2, which is coming out on February 23rd, 2023, and looks absolutely bonkers. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, I know you are. I'm oh, like looking at you. Very excited. Um, there's loads more detail of it on, on PlayStation.com. Yeah. Uh, but I think the most important thing is that we can have Dave playing no. Resident Evil Village. Yay! That's why I've been nervous. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, Imagine no. the baby bit. You can't imagine, imagine being hunted Swan. by the baby. You can't imagine how conflicted I feel because I love VR. 4K and I as really well. enjoyed PSVR and I'm really excited for PSVR too. But then it was just like, oh, look at all these horror games. Oh, look, there's a new one you by play... like Supermassive. Oh, yes. Uh, no. You can yes. play Horizon, no. Cool of the Mountain as well. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Thanks. I'm really excited for um, Tentacular, the one where you've got these giant monster squid arms. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that is completely my jam. Whenever I'm playing a game where I'm like, you know, in VR where I'm a monster or something like that, I'm fully like, I get really involved with it. So to see a game that's actually like, you're a giant monster, but you're helping people and you have these tentacles and you have to try and like help. With, I was like, this is completely my jam. It's I'm like just going to be a in, giant uh, squid monster. Like that game in, in VR in playroom VR yes where you where it got changed your voice and you like got to have a yes, high pitched so monster good. voice literally I spent way too long in that game alone just yeah. being the monster it was fantastic specifically because you could do that in multiplayer and the other person's the survivor aren't they and I was like no I'm the monster yes. I have to be the monster you see let Rosie do the she's going to love it Rosie. we'll do both yeah. we'll, do, we'll do all of it mm? we'll have to do the scary games the not scary games all of the games I'm going to put Dave and Rob in VR horror I think Rob, you really came through this year in the As in the, the Halloween streams. Yeah, which I'll do we, it. You, know, you were the new Friday I'm cat. up for it, but he's not showing fear, which you're is the, smart. You're the yeah, yeah. You're the people's champion, up for it. Dave. Have you he's even finished Village? No. <gasps> no. Then you're prime. I've, I've you are literally <laughs> not played prime. it at all yet. You are the prime. I've done the baby bit, as we all saw. So I've you seen the it. baby bit. You should do it. Not in 3D. You haven't. We haven't. We haven't Lady Domitresque either. Have we? Three D. Well, yeah, it's three D on a screen. It's not. It's it's two D on a screen. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you look at a painting, you know, it's not. It's a it's a two D image but, 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 of a three D world. Ah! <laughs> My perception of time and space is crumbling. Quickly, move on. Yeah. So there's gonna be more videos on PSVR two on our channel. So look out for those coming very soon. Otherwise, Rosie, what can you tell us about a certain game called? Sonic Frontiers. Oh, I was like, where's this leading up to then? <laughs> I was like, no, Sonic Frontiers. It's a really, I'm having a really good time with it. It's, um, I put a video on the channel earlier this week. Um, and basic, essentially just my overall experience is that it's like, I'm, I play it when I'm, it's a super chilled environment to be in, but also you've got then the moments in cyberspace where you have those challenging, really fast moments and stuff. And then you can go fishing with Big. So it's like, I'm having a really good sort of like... With Big? Yeah, Big. Do you not know who Big the Cat is? Big the Cat? Yeah, there's a cat character in Sonic Ash. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh my God. I thought they were all hedgehogs. No. But like types of hedgehogs. Like an echidna <laughs> feels like a hedgehog variant. Well, like a tooth-tailed fox yeah. is a hedgehog. Yeah, but it's like a garden an animal. An evil doctor in yeah, the shape well, of an egg is a hedgehog. No, it's because the foxes lay eggs. Yeah, it? for God's sake, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. But no, I'm having a super good time with it. Big, I have to tell you who Big the Cat is now. Big the Cat is basically a really big purple cat who just loves... <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an ironic name. He, does, he goes fishing. Like, yeah. literally, his jam, he's got a best friend called Froggy, and he goes fishing, and uh, you can go fishing with Big in Aww. Sonic Frontiers. I love so fishing nice. in video games. 
it's, it's my it's it my favorite honestly like, activity i think the thing that surprised me most about sonic frontiers is the music and the music in the fishing segment like when you say you just love going fishing i'm loving going fishing and then the music on top of it like fully it's like get a blanket sit on the sofa and i'm like yes i'm going fishing just just for a bit catching some big and also i find it really funny whenever sonic's carrying like this giant fish i'm just like <laughs> that is funny but uh, but it's not it's mainly fishing's just like a side thing but overall it's a super cool game and with lots of different vibes and energies and things you can do so yeah you should definitely go check it out i really oh, like sonic. the way that your main sonic video released you had to cut a load of fishing talk out of it <laughs> and now for the bulk of your discussion of sonic in the podcast is fishing again no okay well i can talking about i don't know how much time i have dedicated to talking about sonic you've Frontiers, done it now rosie though. i don't i couldn't have to explain game. who big the cat was to ash i liked it so I really it's not really a fishing it. segment it's more of a big the cat segment i, I see. say all right <laughs> also you say his best name's froggy his best friend's froggy okay see i was playing frogger the other day i was having a little throwback to frogger and i put it on right and i had a really disparaging comment from my boyfriend being like oh you only play games like froggy and it's like stuck with me <laughs> oh, since froggy. He, he called it he called frogger froggy oh, and God. like looked down on me for playing it he sounds like he doesn't even like know froggy. what it's called I sounds like you a can't be disparaging yeah. about like, that frogger. if you don't even know what it's called sounds God. like a commenter this is like when someone said cring like <laughs> this is a bit cring it's like you can't even spell cringe <laughs> exactly uh, well, i just thought i'd call that to shame him you should get him playing dig dug you i should, should yeah but then you'd call it something Duggy. horrible as well be like, oh, diggy diggy diggy. Game. <laughs> yeah, diggy digging, digging down doug yeah i'd be there shamed going, oh, he should be ashamed he should be ashamed you only play froggy <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous anyway that's enough of that we're going to move on now to our god of war ragnarok main feature because god of war ragnarok is here it's out we have been playing it Hopefully you have been playing it, but if not, don't worry as it's going to be a spoiler-free discussion. No story spoilers at all. First of all, though, we're going to have Mr. Williams in his interview. Eric Williams, the game director, talked to by Rob. And we're going to listen to that right now. I am delighted to be joined by the director of God of War Ragnarok, Eric Williams. Eric, welcome to PlayStation Access. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thanks for having me, Rob. I can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> uh, the first thing I want to say, Eric, um, before I dive into anything, and apologies if this is a bit cheesy, but I just want to say a massive congratulations to you and the entire team uh, at Santa Monica Studio. I think, I think what you've achieved and what you've made is truly incredible like i've been playing it for two weeks now and i can't think about anything else it is really it really is spectacular and sort of related to that the, the first thing i want to ask you is could you give us a little bit of insight into what it was like in the studio the day that the review scores went live like that must have been that must have been some atmosphere <laughs> um well, first of all, thank you so much. I mean, I'll relay that to the team for sure. Hopefully they'll, they'll watch this and hear you say all those <laughs> nice things because it's them who deserve everything. It's It's been a, a long, hard road on this game and with <laughs> unanticipated uh, wrinkles uh, with the world changing yeah. um, while still trying to, to achieve some kind of greatness within the, the realm of video games. Uh, to the second part of that, what was the atmosphere like? Um, I am very shy when it comes to being around groups of large people so i did not participate so much right. uh, with, with the team um i know there was i don't i want to say i think 200 people from the team rsvp to come i don't know how many were actually here it looked like a lot when i finally did walk out there in the kitchen but they had a tv <laughs> up and all the reviews and i 
people were on their phones, like refreshing like crazy. Um, but uh, I was sitting in my office where I've been for the last uh, three years uh, playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night, my favorite game, <laughs> uh, being completely oblivious to what was going on in the world. And Corey kept coming and knocking on the door. And then uh, he'd come in and he's like, are you nervous? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, we did what we did. Now it's up to the world. They're, they're going to do their judgment of it. That's fine. And then finally he couldn't take it. He popped in one time and he was like, do you want to know? And I was like, no. And he goes, too bad. It's a 94. And I was like, all right, cool. That's, and I'm like, unpause the game. And I started playing the game some more. And he was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, so finally they got me to go out and talk to the team for a little bit. And the poor team, like, I guess I'll make this my public apology. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to ignore you guys. I just want to do about my situations. But uh, then I went out and talked to the team, said a few words. Corey said a few words. Uh, they were super excited. It was good to see all the smiles on their faces. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a wild morning for sure. Can you remember how you felt when you first learned that you were going to be the director for God of War Ragnarok? It's strange because it wasn't like this weird, like anointing ceremony. Like we've chosen <laughs> you. Know, like, it was more like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, it was, it took like, I think it took six months. To, for them to convince me to do it because I've just been very happy being behind the scenes like helping everybody get to where they are and um, that's very rewarding to me as a person so stepping out to do it was more of a, just a challenge personally to be like okay can can I put my BS aside and actually be here for the team as a leader um, so that was the most daunting part of it for sure um, and then uh, the team like having to readjust because me and Corey's styles are a little different. That was yeah. what I was most worried about too. Cause you get comfortable and you're like, okay, I finally understand this. And now they're going to throw this big monkey wrench in it and change and everything. So we didn't change everything, but there was some processes that were different. There was ways of going about doing things, you know, our skill sets are different. He's more yeah. of a, a very like creative at heart and I'm more of like an engineer at heart. So there's a little bit different way of thinking about problem solving and stuff like that. So, but the team adapted as they do. Um, and uh, we were able to achieve greatness again. So I'm very, very proud of them. And uh, well, the answers you've given so far have been very modest, but um, as, as the director and, and God of War as a, as a series has a history of, um handing over the directorial reins with each new main installment um but as the director how did you leave your creative stamp on the game if that was a thing that motivated you with, with this yeah you're me and rob you're gonna be bummed out because i'm not gonna give the answers you want <laughs> that was the last thing i wanted to do is right like, I, I, if they're invisible what i've tried to bring to the franchise in the past that was more important to me like mm -hmm. in it's funny because there's this there's this one uh, guy on Twitter. I think his name is like Odysseus or something like that. And it's awesome. His little Twitter feed. He'll like find stuff from like God of War One. He's like, look, it's like this. Or he'll find something from God of War Two. He's like, look, they brought that back. And um, that was what I was trying to do. This these little callback pieces. Um, but it's like a director. Like the the vision of the Norse saga is more important than than what I personally want to do inside this. Like, I mean, there's things I wanted to do. Don't get me wrong. But it was a that continuation and make them feel. <laughs> Like you, you literally should be able to go play it 2018 and load up Ragnarok and you just like, just go. Like there should be no feeling of difference. Like, it's just like if you were like reading like, you know, a uh, great book or like Tolkien or something mm -hmm. like that and you just grab the next one and you just go right in. Like that was what we really, really wanted it to feel like. Um, so I guess if there was any stuff that I really wanted to get in more, it was the, I really wanted to get those mundane moments that bring it into like a reality that people understand and then allow that as a way into the mythology and all the crazy stuff that you might not, you know, I didn't want you to have to go to Wikipedia and be like, I need to read all this as a refresher before I can understand what's going on. It's like, yeah. no, 
take these kind of like lived in moments and let those be the vehicle to get you into the mythology. And then it doubled back down where you're like, oh, that, that big, you know, thing they're trying to tell me in mythology, all oh, that links to this little moment. And then it just kind of like ping pongs between those two things. And you just feel like you're in this like suspension of disbelief. That's amazing. And I, it sounds like you're feeling that a lot if you've been playing for two weeks, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll say we did it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, it's still, it's still like a, like a creative goal, I guess, for you there to, you know, when you're stepping into the role of director, your goal is to make sure that players don't feel like it feels different to the 2018 game. And yeah, we like, didn't want like a whiplash, you know, yeah. I mean, like you get that sometimes when you go to play the sequel and you're like, what happened? Or even like a TV show, like if they do much of a time jump or they jump into another place and you're like, what? I don't, I, now I'm kind of lost. And we didn't, we didn't want that at all. Um, especially we wanted the story to be real around that. Like, you know, Kratos in 2018, when we first find him at the house, he's kind of like retired, mm. you know, and then Balder shows up and they get into it. But like Kratos is on his back at the end of that fight, which for the Spartans, we know is that's a no, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's so spent that it was almost like that was that might could have been the end. And so that whole 2018 experience is Kratos kind of getting back on the horse and then Lee, you know, linking in that relationship with Atreus and then becoming the unit. So what happens in that Fimble winter stretch? is they've been training, mm. you know, Kratos is knocking the ring rust off. He's getting back into shape. He's getting the kid ready for what might come. You see it in the backyard, the training, you see the dummies, you see the yeah. targets, all that. they've been busy. So when you get into this Kratos, he's got a little bit of that old stuff. So those callbacks to the old games, it's just that he's, he's back. Like mm. he's a hundred percent, like he's doing all the things he used to do. And they've just been updated for this game. So that's why you see the movement increase. There's a little bit more focus on the blades being stronger than they were. You know, because that was hidden away. That was mm. a big moment in the last game. So you get to see those pieces. So it was always from storytelling. It had to make sense with story. It wasn't just like, well, I want this today and I'm the director and I'm just going to say yes. And I was like, no, it's like, it's got to make sense with the storytelling because it has to be true to his character. You know, for someone who's shepherded his character for 17 years, there's no way I was like, all of a sudden on my watch going to abandon all those ideas. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, no, I'm really going to cement it now that this is the only way we should be doing it. You've, um, well, you touched upon the story there, which which I've got a couple of questions on a bit a bit later. Yeah. But um, of course, the, the other core thing of, of God of War Ragnarok and indeed of any God of War game is is the combat. And certainly with, with your history and combat design, um, I wanted to ask you, like, how how do you do it because i've been i've been playing the game and the combat feels great and people have been asking me about it and they're like why why is the combat so good and all i can say is i don't know it just feels amazing it feels it feels so satisfying to play um so i'd be intrigued to to hear your thoughts on how do you create video game combat that is satisfying and fun for the player like do, do you have a golden rule that you always follow get the best people like that's really what it comes down to. Right. Like our, our team, you know, design director Jason McDonald, he he he's been here since God of War One. He was an audio implementer. He worked his way up to like junior combat designer to lead combat designer on the last game to design director now. Like homegrown talent, like that just knows these games inside and out. Mahir mm -hmm. and Denny, you know, they're they cracked this game. Like, you know, like all the things we were trying to do in 2018, they cracked it and they figured out how to make it all better. You know, and then they found the people under them. There's a lot of young guys on the team that had never built boss battles before and struggled, and they just stayed after it. And they worked with these guys that have been around, and you just get that iron sharpens iron feeling, and they bring it together. And then that's before you even get to the animators. You know, you know some of the best animators in the biz, and they've been here for a long time too. There are and four of them that are still on the team today, including our animation director. They're like, 
you know, the children of Corey, if you will. Like when wow. Corey was an animator, he he brought them all up at another studio and then brought them over to Santa Monica. So there's just a lineage of people that know how to do this and you know how to do it right. To get more technical into the weeds, um, you know, we count every frame. You know, like the, the things you're feeling in this game, why Kratos feels a little bit more smooth and even is they went back to everything and went in and trimmed and cut and brought him down again. And again, it was that idea. Like, you know, if he's a little retired and he's knocking yeah. it off, this is the super, I'm in shape. You know, no, there's nothing, it's lean. He's got all, all the body fats off, it's all muscle, it's all speed, it's all ready to go. I mean, I'm, I'm not joking, eh? like going in like, this is, you know, let's let him out one frame earlier. That feels better or smooth this out or let the moves link together cleaner. Like all this, they went through all that, then added all that new stuff on top of it. It was also at that polished level. So when you get in there, it's, it's just feels right. And the, the one trick is, you know, our game is always built around the reactions of the enemies are just as important, if not more important than the attack that's hitting them. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you hit somebody and it doesn't feel right, then, you know, but we work on that. So you crack them and you're like, that felt great. Everything about it, right? The, the reaction on frame one is like this. There's a hip pause there. The blood comes out, the shake in the controller. I mean, it's just, we could go on and on and on and on about all the little micro things that happen. So when you hit them with the ax or you throw that ax and clunk them in the head and call back and it hits your hand, you're just like, yep, I'm going to do that a thousand times. I'm never going to get tired of it. Talking about stuff that, you know, just just feels great in the combat. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of the game, uh, the finishing moves that Kratos um, can perform when you stun an enemy, the R3 prompt comes up, you get that sort of like hit of anticipation. You sort of rub your hands together. Oh, what's Kratos going to do to finish them off? Um, how much fun is it up, is it coming up with those? And like, what's the process for coming up with them? I, I imagine you're all sort of sitting together in a room brainstorming like, oh, would it be amazing if he does that, that and that? Like, how do you come up with these finishes? It, it's funny because, I mean, that's pretty much the process. There's, it starts off where there's a lot of people that have input on what they want to do. But there's a smaller group that kind of understands the the taste bounds for our game. You know, like, is it because you do that stuff, it can get really comical and it can get really like gratuitous and gory. Yeah. And we figured out some kind of weird sweet spot. And I, we, nobody can articulate it, but there's like four people that get in a room and they know the ones that should go in the game. <laughs> and so we edit it down, but we, everybody has crazy ideas in the beginning. Um, but that particular thing you're calling out this time around has been the unicorn for like what's 15 years of like, yeah the weapon specific um with variety and that was something we put a stake in the ground day one on this project we're going to do it this time because it's a giant like the, once you get into the matrix of how many animations are required and how much work is to build it all the way down to all the audio and all the variations that need to happen just even the different colors of blood and all that kind of stuff that has to happen it it's a lot of work and that's why we've always kind of like we start it and then we're like we're never going to get to this but this game you know, Bruno, the animation director, he put it down. He's like, no, we're doing it this time. And sure <laughs> enough, and it feels great, right? Because to your point, you're like, as soon as it pops up, it's just like Christmas morning. You're like, what's going to happen? Can't wait. You pop it. And you're never not going to push that button. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, uh, I'm always disappointed when like I accidentally finish them off with just like a regular yeah, swipe. Of like, oh, man, I've, I've missed it. <laughs> uh, moving away from combat now and, and back onto story. And in particular, Kratos. Um, one thing that's really struck me, playing god of war ragnarok is uh the performance of christopher judge um which i th i think is is amazing and obviously there's, there's you know so much that goes into bringing kratos to life more than just the the acting performance but um in terms of christopher judge's performance 
what do you think he brings to the character um that's so important sort of when you're sort of conveying that emotional journey that kratos has been on if i had to boil it down to one thing i mean chris i'm going to throw it back to him he said this about me in a tweet one time he said i'm a beast but chris is the real beast you know when you get him on set there's a gravity to him mm. and you know and it, the wild thing about chris is it's not just when he's like when it's like action time you know like chris just walking around he's like magnetic he's just the sweetest like just energetic enthusiastic guy and you just you just want to be his friend you want to go talk to him and then when we say action he rolls his shoulders and he gives you the one grunt the two grunt the three grunt and you know he's ready and you say action Whew. It, he just whole everything in there gets quiet and it's just centered around him when he's doing that in this game he was able to open that range even more because yeah. he didn't just, it wasn't all bottled in anymore he could mm. let it out and uh, man he just knew where the lines were you know he'd be like all right like and he also knew the very emotional days too he's like look all right this scene we got to get into that's all i got i'm going to give it all we got to get them and so you know everybody was like we go around like we're not going to mess around today like this is we're going to get in there so he knew the importance of what he was doing with the character and yeah I, like i said i can't say enough about how awesome chris is to work with he's, he's the absolute best you sort of mentioned there christopher judge leading into kratos showing more emotional range in in god of war ragnarok and that's certainly something that is apparent from the many scenes that he shares with Atreus and other characters as well. I was so blown away by it because obviously in 2018, God of War, he is very reserved and very stoic. You can sort of get a sense of it all bubbling away underneath. But in, in Ragnarok, he's, it you've really feels like you've pushed him and gone, okay, let's, let's let this out. And it's how he can walk out to that ledge and sit there teetering and not go over is just incredible to watch. You know, because you're, you're like, I was sitting there watching on a monitor. I mean, his face is like this close to me. And I'm I'm like, oh, dude, is he, like, just hang in there, hang in. And he does it. He's like, you know, and then you call cut and then he'll do it again. It's just <laughs> incredible. Like, it's, they, they, for someone who's not like, I don't come from the arts and things like that, to watch that like firsthand, you get to see that front row seat. It's, you know, and then when you hear what you're saying about it, right, that you, it landed for you. Like a video game can do that now. Absolutely incredible. Uh, looking back on the journey of, of Kratos from the beginning of the 2018 game to now, what, what do you think is the most significant change uh, in that character? I think he just doesn't hold things in anymore. He's yeah. he's, learning, he's learning how to let go. He's, he's struggled with holding on so long, right? The guilt of killing his, his family. Mm. You know, like the guilt of, you know, ruining an entire pantheon because of that. It was like guilt on guilt. Um, and then he got this do-over. Um, the thing that he's struggling with this game is he can't fulfill everything that his son wants. He's, there's a giant side of Atreus that Kratos never even knew from his wife. I mean, his wife lied to him. He's got to hold that too. You, mm. know? you see that right in the beginning when he's holding the ashes back, right in the opening of the game, right? He's struggling with that immediately. And these are problems that we love for Kratos because he can't beat them up. You know what I mean? He can't use his fists to solve this yeah. problem. He's got to work through it. And that's something I think is a lesson for all of us, right? Like, it's like you, you have to let that stuff out sometimes and work through it. Otherwise, there's an EU up inside. I'm kind of meandering a bit on your main question because it's hard to pinpoint it. But I think yeah. the real to, to bring it back to it is that idea that it's like you got to learn to let go of some stuff. Just before we go then, Eric, um, quite a broad question. Um, but if you, had to, if you had to pick just one thing, um, what would be the one thing you are most proud of looking back at God of War Ragnarok? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, the easy answer is the team. It's hard to believe in something that's unknown. 
and that's all it is like we, we put this little inspiration book together of like 80 pages of ideas at the end of like october 2018 we're like we're gonna make this and everybody's like what you know like it, and then it, you start doing more and you know, a little bit more and it grows and then it's like it's terrible for a long time like really bad like i, I don't I mean, spoil the, the industry, you know what I mean? The ideas here is like, the game is really bad for like two to three years. Because <laughs> it takes so long to get everything into a place where it's like, you can see it and it's mm. good. And this watch people like struggle through that and just keep coming to work every day and just banging it out. And then finally getting to a place where, oh, look at that, that clicked. Okay, that's one in the done pile, you know? And it's just, you're like mining for gold. And then like, it keeps happening. And all of a sudden you have like a gold mine over here. And then we get some play tests towards the end where people are like, this is incredible. Like I'm having a blast and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Like, you know, and so like the team being able to persevere through all that and then doing it in a work from home environment that it had never done before on top of it. I mean, it's like, it's absolutely incredible. So I know probably somebody wants something really emotional about the game, but sorry, I'm, I'm emotional about the team. <laughs> they did it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I get to sort of sit on this side of the fence and just get get to play this gleaming polished product at the end of it um eric thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you there's so many sort of individual moments from the game um that i wish i could talk to you about um but one of the one thing that's most important i think about this game is that people get to experience all of the thrills and dips and twists for themselves so um 100%, that's it i mean we want everybody just to have that feeling that you had you know yeah let's do this again in the future i mean because we watch your videos we're like this this is incredible how enthusiastic this human being is about what we made. you know like <laughs> oh, thank you like, give us like life we're like look at him he's like literally can't stop himself it's incredible so well, it's... that's why we do it because that's how we all remember when, when you get that game that just knocks your socks off or like has an impression on you and you're just like, that's what we're trying to do here. We yeah. It's memorable. Well, I think you've, you've absolutely achieved that, Eric. Um, God of War Ragnarok, I think is, is absolutely wonderful. Uh, again, thank you so much for speaking to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. So that was Eric Williams talking about Ragnarok. Thank you so much, Eric Williams, for your time. But now it is our time to talk because I think if we hold Rob back any longer, he needs like two well, hours. all of us. You need like two hour outbursts to talk about Ragnarok. You can hold it for two hours and then something needs to come out. So it's, 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 it's getting to that time again where you need to literally, start talking. Yeah, literally, just before the podcast, you did look over at the desk and be like, Ragnarok's really good, isn't it? Yeah, you were trying <laughs> just like the little outburst came out. Not trying enough, to write a not script in a rush. talk has happened about it. Yeah, because... For my liking. We have just had our hands on it. You had the, the early, early code, and we've had yeah. the, early, the early code still, which is very nice. Oh, Thank you've been playing it all weekend. Yeah. yeah. I literally have been. I mean, I, I was talking to you, Rob, about how far I've got, and literally you were like, oh my God, you've nearly caught up to me now. And I was just like, <laughs> yes. No, no spoilers, but I just need to say I didn't cry in the first 10 minutes oh are you just coming out here with that straight away? i did i did i didn't it but got me in one of my biggest weaknesses and me it, yeah i i thought it was a nice i thought it was a really nice moment i enjoy i you know it's not like a, a nice moment at all it's a nice story moment it's, it's a, a brilliant nice character moment. moment yeah uh and i just didn't i enjoyed it from that point of view you enjoyed it yeah sicko. i was like yeah <laughs> yeah well i can't say any more without giving it away but i was like yeah I just thought it was very good, but it didn't. It didn't get me. 
Well, that's okay. I, I I can understand how it's going to get a lot of people. I had, I had the instance where I tried like not not because I was like as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, I'm going to join Rob in the in the tier brigade, and then the I was tier just brigade. Sat, the tier I, brigade. The tier brigade. And I just sat there, and sometimes when I'm trying to like cover like my face a bit from my my boyfriend, and I was like, because he didn't know what was going on, I was just trying to get some drink, and I was just like, mm, like you know, wiping the tears like from my face, like. Mm. And he was like, what's happened? Like, he was just in the other room and he was just like, you okay? And I was just like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> like, you know, just trying to be all brave about it. No, I was a wreck. Oh, man. I was like, no, I wasn't really. Uh, but, uh, it, Again. It, it is an emotional opening. It's one way to punch you in the face as soon as you start up the game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does a lot of it. I mean, the, the opening, probably hour and a half to two hours, mm. up to the point where you get to like the first um, open world, not open world, the first area you can explore a bit. It's sort of relentlessly exciting, isn't mm, it? It's yes. Revelation after revelation. Yes. I think my favourite part so far is that I'm recognising so much from the trailers. Like, I have six hours, 35 minutes, 34 seconds mm-hmm. on the clock. <laughs> That's a, that was supposed to be funny, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I have about six and a half hours on the clock. And... Um, I've seen so much from the trailers yeah. mm. already, which is so exciting because I know that means that the good stuff that is hidden. It's one of the best things I think about it mm. is that so much that has been shown in the trailers is from quite early on in the game. Mm. And a lot of the stuff that's in there as well is also from optional stuff that's in yeah. the game. And that is brilliant because like that's you say, it, it means it means that all of the big all of the big revelations, all of the big shocks and twists are still secret. We still don't know what they're going to be. So what have all your guys' reactions been to like your initial two hours, uh, like your, your first go on the game? What kind of feeling have you had from the game so far? I just found that it's really just got into my head. I, I was, you know, I, I'm one of those people who likes to try and like suppress the hype. And, yeah. and you know, I'm like, I don't, I, I know I, was, I, I knew I was going to play it. I knew I was going to play it and I just that's it like it's the same with films like I don't like to watch film trailers because as for a film I know I'm going to watch I like watching trailers at the cinema where you don't know but a film I know I'm going to watch I'm like I don't want to see a trailer I don't want anything like spoil I don't want to get too excited about it and um and so I've tried to suppress tried to suppress and then when it came time to set sit down with the game obviously Rob has made it very difficult because he's just like been lit on fire by Ragnarok yeah. these past couple of weeks, which has been like really lovely to Sorry, see. The stony face uh, of Rob when yeah, I turned and it's like excited. He's been lit on fire. Uh, <laughs> so I lit on fire face. But that was probably the thing that made me most excited. And then when it came time to sit down, you always worry just when something's been hyped up, you know, like because it means something different to you and you just see how, you know, you haven't had the experience others have had yet. You just go, oh God, it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. And it's like it's just lived up to that. But more than that it's just the way that it's stuck in my head like I I played it much more this weekend than I thought I would or intended to really and just when I put it down just in the back of my mind was like I wonder what what's going to happen here I wonder what the next thing is I wonder where I'm going next like I was yeah I was in a certain place I just got to a new area and um I mean every new area is so like deliciously exciting and yeah. and I mean, the the design of the game is absolutely incredible. I love I love exploring in in Ragnarok. It's just um, unbelievable. But like the the story is the real thing for me. That is just pulling me through. Like I'm really enjoying the gameplay. But I knew I would. It's you know it's based on a fantastic game with amazing gameplay that I loved in 2018. 
the story I didn't expect to just properly kind of consume me. And it's that is the thing more than anything that is just taking me through the journey. All of it, whether it's the, the main path or the side quests, I'm just enjoying every bit of it. The side quests are so good. Yeah. yeah. They're so fleshed out. I saw a tweet the other day from someone who's like, I think God of Ragnarok has dethroned The Witcher 3 as being like the game with the most involved story driven side quests yeah and i can i can definitely see why why someone would would think that yeah because none of the side quests are simple cases of just go here collect the thing come back mm. like they're all as rich and as exciting and some of the some of the fights in some of the side quests mm. are as challenging and as imaginative as as anything you get in the main game as well like all of it is the whole thing is just so polished i also think like the the amount of character development in those uh, i guess i'm thinking of one in particular i think like the first realm that you get to visit outside of midgard there's some just amazing mimir character stuff yeah which i just absolutely loved and it's not perhaps how you would expect i don't know Mm -hmm. it's really honest sort of deep character stuff that 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 he's faced with and you're faced with and it's just it just made me I just loved that. I loved that yeah. so much. And again, it's kind of something that's in a. I think we can talk about we can talk about Svartalfheim okay, being good. the first round we visit because that's been that's been in the trailers. Yes, and we talked about it in our previous video as just well. Just doing the big eyes. Like, yeah, Ash's face was <laughs> so funny. I was like, like you, did you get you got you've got there, haven't you? Svartalfheim's <laughs> so the first round. Svartalfheim <laughs> is like you know, we've seen it in in the footage mm. before, and yeah, like just exploring it in the boat on that beautiful turquoise so water. And Mimir Amazing. is like he's just got a lot of history with Svartalfheim, and yes. it's and it's not the best. It's not his best side of his character. He's full of regret yeah. about lots and lots of things that he's done there, and I f- I found that fascinating. I love just walking around with him anyway. He's like yeah. he's like just one of the best companions in games ever. Um, in, uh, but particularly in Svartalfheim, he's just everything he had to say. I was fascinated by and it just told me so much about his about the history of the place and his role in it yeah. it's so good I feel like God of War is another one of those series that has like that shades of grey approach where people aren't good they aren't bad they just do good right. or bad things yeah. um, and then having Mimir kind of fold into that with his stories where mm-hmm. he's not just this jolly little head telling stories yeah. and like he's got a bit more to him it was really really interesting definitely yeah. and that like Kratos and Atreus are having that approach still where it's these shades of grey coming out in them constantly they're not the goodies they're not the baddies they are people doing actions with consequences and that's like i just always that's 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 the thing about the story isn't it it's so it's so driven by characters choosing to do things or Mm. not choosing to do things like all of the events that happen really are just because people have chosen to do one thing Mm. or the other and it's never really apparent like you say who is ultimately evil and who is ultimately heroic there isn't really any of that. Uh, and so it's really refreshing. Yeah, for And sure. it's a really exciting and I think imaginative take on... I love how they've taken, you know, Norse mythology and weaved it into their own yeah. fiction that they've, well, they've made. Like, they've changed it, haven't they? Like, they've taken the basis of things, like like Boulder from the first game, being like, this is supposed to be this joyous, beloved man who everyone's like, oh, Boulder, and then he's just an absolute terror in the first yeah. game. Like they, they take and put their own spin on everything which you love so much because you never know what's going to happen. Like You have these characters and these informed archetypes that they should fulfil in Norse mythology, and then they'll either subvert it or follow it out in a different way or introduce 
these names that mean things but not in the context of the game it's just really fascinating like it's already happening and it's great <laughs> rosie what do you think about the first opening two hours were you blown away yeah like the main thing for me with the first two hours that just immediately oh i just feel there was so much to talk about already was just how kratos was how kratos and atreus's relationship has like how you already see the actions from the first game and how immediately in the first two hours it's still like carrying on from that and um like especially with atreus with how his character sort of is dealing with things and stuff like that and how he's grown and how Kratos is still trying to teach him a lot of things there's I'm trying to say it like without spoiling anything but there's just so much from like the first two hours alone about their relationship and how much they've both grown as characters not even Atreus but Kratos as well like the way that he's Mm -hmm. dealed with some situations and circumstances um like he could approach something differently in this game compared to what he did in the first game and like so it's just it's just so good that immediately you can see how they've both grown after their adventure in the first game. And you're already like, there's there's just so much to talk about. So much to talk about already. And I'm feeling like, I feel like I can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Finding the line. Yeah, it's like, ugh. But it's, it was, I was immediately just slapped in the face with their relationship. I think that was the biggest thing that mm. grabbed me immediately. Yeah, definitely. It's funny as well, though. Uh, like, uh, we've talked, we've spoken about quite a lot of I think the serious topics about how deep and involved the story is uh but I really have been enjoying the the banter yeah. it's a really Whilst funny game I've actually I've laughed at quite a lot has of moments the, in has it has anyone had the the discussion yet where Atreus is like father how when am I gonna look like you no I haven't had that one what no. do you what do you mean <laughs> it's like you know with them um, you know the muscles and everything <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know uh you know, Boulder, Boulder was really strong, but he didn't have any muscles. And Kratos were, my strength does not come from my body. My strength, blah, 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 blah. And he gives like this really sort of deep answer about, you know, I don't have to worry about muscles, Atreus. You know, there are other things that are more important. And Mimir just pipes in with, basically, laddie, you just need to pick things up and put them down again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, it's made me laugh so many times. It's great. <laughs> it is. It is really funny. And, and you need that, I think, because it is like... You know, there's some heavy themes it covers. There are, yeah, heavy conversations and topics. So you need the banter and the funny moments. To, yeah, even the music gets like a bit more lighthearted. You need that just to be so you're yeah. not just there like, oh my god. Uh, I think <laughs> like I, I think Atreus is is much more funny this time round as well. Mm. I think he's really grown as a character, and like he's I I find him to be just like really likable. In a way that, you know, before he was, I mean, we, obviously this is the whole kind of theme of it, but like before he was a boy and now he's older, he's a man, but yeah. he's like, he's become more well-rounded and he understands things. He understands his, his father much better. And I do love like, there is some role reversal, like not father son, but like Kratos is starting to listen to Atreus more yeah. and learn from him little bits and pieces and yeah. give him time. And yeah, I just, oh, it's really, really great. But the humor, um, just just add some some warmth to everything. Oh, it's just Kratos' responses. Every yeah. time he goes, no. No. Have you done the yes. bit? There's a little conversation. Well, something happens and Atreus is like, oh, what, what, 
So it's my fault, is it? And Kratos, I am not blaming you. Yes. And, <laughs> well, tell your face that. Yeah. No, tell your voice tell that. Your tell voice your voice that. that. Tell your voice that. Yeah. Oh, no, it is great. It's just really good, isn't it? I'm like, every time we talk about it, I go into a little bit in my mind. I'm like, I'd like to play some more. And then I'm like, oh, God, we're on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, so what combat-wise, we need to talk about that yes. because I feel like we've danced around the story as much as we can. Mm. So combat, what are your guys' feelings about combat and what are your favourite new additions to it? Because it has been levelled up for Ragnarok. I think the 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 how it's been expanded not just in terms of the moves you've got available to you, but also the physical expansion of the areas in which you fight, like not just boss battles, um, but just regular battles as you're going around Svartalfheim. You've probably fought, fought those little lizard things that like hop wretches, up onto the walls. Wretches, sorry. Right little lizard things and spit poison at you. That's called um, grim. In God of War 2018, <laughs> you'd be just, you'd be sort of like cordoned off into an area. It's like, okay, here's a fight. You can move forward from this area once you've beaten these bad guys. In Ragnarok, it feels like you've got so many more options in terms of where to go. You can like duck away, you can grapple up, you can climb up onto a higher ledge, you can pick up a piece of the environment and chuck it at them, you can grab a tree and smack them in the face with it. Um, and I just love that every single fight, no matter how small it is or no matter how small the enemies are, um, every single fight feels incredibly exciting and expansive and epic in that way. Like I, I just look forward to every single encounter so much. I'm like constantly looking around. Oh, I can go there. I can grab that. I can go up there. And you string together sequences of gameplay when you nail it that just look so good. Like grappling, the Hyperion pull is my favourite move mm. on the Blades of Chaos. Just like chaining an enemy, either pulling them towards you or propelling yourself towards them, kneeing them in the face, lighting them on fire, doing the big cleave axe move where he sort of like spins them around and chucks them, then leaping mm. down an enemy that's down there and slamming down. Like it just feels, <laughs> it feels so good all the time. Oh, Even know, when you're fighting like the most basic of all enemy, it's great. You know, like when like children are like, uh, and then I did this. And then I did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like you and then, and then, yeah. and No, then. it's good though. It's so good. I think it's just so obvious how much this game is impressed upon like you and all of us. Like, yeah. it, it's like, it's really good. It's really good. This is like a small, this is maybe about me um, than necessarily the game, but like I've just found it much easier um, and more fun to work with both the Blades of Chaos and the Leviathan Axe yeah. together at the same, or not at the same time, but you know, like chaining them together and like yes. swapping out. And I suppose, um, you know, in God of War 2018, you don't get the Blades of Chaos until sort of midway or maybe even later through the game. And it's a big, amazing moment. And I, and I love that. But for that reason, I think that by that time you're super comfortable with the Leviathan yes. Axe and I would still, it would still be my go-to yeah. weapon. Cause I'm like, I, I get this the most in like, the Blades of Chaos I would only use like when it was like icy, icy foes. <laughs> yeah. But it, but having <laughs> having both access to both from the start of God of War Ragnarok, yeah. Um, and then the skill trees for both from the start means that I've been paying much more attention to like using them together mm. and like having fun. Like it's just all right there from the beginning to get your your teeth into. So I've had much more fun with both as a result and like chaining them together and figuring all that out. I think it's been. 
just yeah really really great and um it just uh, it, it does look amazing it's so confident i mean it was great before but i suppose because it is an iteration of an already brilliant system it's just like it's so confident that it's so it, expansive like confidence you say. is the word isn't it like the first game was a bit of a creative risk yeah it worked they know it's good and like okay okay let's yeah. really let's flex our muscles we we're gonna really we show what we can do with this with this sequel and they really have just They've done such a good job, I think, of keeping everything that was great about the first game mm. and then just dialing everything up. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Horizon Zero Dawn to Horizon Forbidden West like pipeline, as in you've got God of War 2018 and then God of War Ragnarok is more of 2018 in every sense of the word like it just flowers out like it's like the little bud to the beautiful flower yeah, yeah. like it's like the bud is, is gorgeous but this is what it could be and it's just so much fun this is a complete aside and really only applies to me i suppose although rob you might have like some sense of this but my girlfriend is currently playing god of war 2018 at the same time as i she's she's she just got the blades of chaos like yesterday and like so i would sort of you know be in the room when she's playing that game and now playing god of war ragnarok and going back and just seeing scenes that she's seeing and bits that she's just them walking around talking about stuff yeah is like oh my god like it means so much more like it, the, they're so well linked you know yeah, like yeah. you know that they were thought of as a whole rather than let's make a game and then let's make a sequel. It's just they're all completely sort of like just so stuck together. And it's a real, like a real joy, actually. I feel really privileged that she's playing through 2018 now. So I just like keep popping back and seeing bits of dialogue and places from the first game. You should have told us to play along with Rob's playthrough. I should have. I should have, but That's she really cool. dislikes Rob. Yeah. So <laughs> it felt like half a joke. <laughs> no, I should have, yeah. But uh, she's she's uh, not a very confident gamer, so she's going at her own pace. Um, but she's really really enjoying it. But yeah, it's like honestly, I don't know. This it just they feel so. But it just feels like a very special relationship between those two games. Like mm. they're just so entwined and entangled. There is actually so much to get out of going back and playing the original, or just watching some cutscenes, watching some dialogue. I felt like it adds so much color to everything I'm doing in God of War Ragnarok right now. I really just really enjoyed it, and it's just testament to the brilliant, the brilliance of the studio that they, that they work that well together. I think. Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. On from combat, I have one more question. So I'm linking us back around to the hacking and the slashing. What has been your favourite finisher so far? Talk to me about gore, babies. Ooh. Rosie, tell me yours. Hmm. She's, she's like, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm just trying to think. I like the one where... Um, I don't like it, but the one that I kind of <laughs> like because well, it's gory. You're in a safe place, but the one Rosie. where I feel like you know, it's you just feel the anger of Kratos is where he sort of stabs his axe on one half of like their shoulder neck, yeah. there, and then he goes around, and then it's the other half. But that's the half that then cuts off or yeah. decapitates them. So it's fully like he's you know in an angry way, he's just going oh one half, and then oh the other half, and then it's just like. <laughs> And then off it goes, like yeah. so that one, and also then there's the one where he cuts someone in half, and you just see their upper body just go. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just goes like. <laughs> well, you can't have two. You can't have two. <laughs> okay, so I'd, I'd probably say. Oh, oh, mm, mm. <laughs> oh goodness! You <laughs> made Rosie make a choice. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me make a choice. I'm terrible at choices. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll go for the one when he goes like slash and then slash and then like you know the double slash. Uh, but yeah. he gets he decapitates them on the second. I feel that's like a very Kratos yeah. angry attack. But a headless 
chop. I like <laughs> when he chops a grim in half on the floor, yeah. like yeah. horizontally. Oh, using, the, using the animal names, please. That, you're welcome. Names. Yeah, it just it feels like unnecessary. It just feels angry. Yeah, you know, like, I think they're already dead at that point, and he's like, "And I'm going to chop you in half." Yeah, <laughs> oh, and it's such a clean cut. It's just yeah. like, it's oh. like, it's like it's just smooth, isn't it? Yeah. You, see the, you yeah. see the inside. Like, oh. Goodness, horrible. Yeah, that's mine. I think I'll have that. That, one. that was that's up there for me. <laughs> I've not been paying attention to what everything's called, Ash, but the, you know, the little... The wretches. Little, they're wretches. The, the little ones. Yeah, the little yeah. tiny ones are wretches. Yeah. Oh, that's not what I was talking about earlier. No, you were talking about a grim. Yeah, you? I was talking about a grim. Yeah. That climb up on the wall. You know, you they pair, straddle like, the walls. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the yeah, the wretches... Um, the wretches are little If ones. you finish them off, or like if you pull them, with the Blades of Chaos. He just grabs them in one hand and he's got that real sort of like, oh, you annoying little... <laughs> just crushes it. <laughs> they are hand. annoying. That's it's, what they are. Oh, I love I love crushing them in my fist. It's so... <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. It's so frustrating. Though. I haven't done that. Little, just constantly niggly, like, get away from me. And they deserve it. They deserve to be crushed in the oh, hand. Oh, no. uh, They'll just pop when I'm favorite, there. Just... <laughs> my favourite finisher that I've seen, I've only seen it a couple of times, um, and it's with the Blades of Chaos... And he wraps the blades of chaos around the neck of the enemy, like a wire almost, and then just pulls it. Oh and yeah, just pops. I off. have seen that oh once. It's great. Oh, it's so good. I haven't I, seen that one. I love it. I love being surprised by the finishes as well. Yeah, and they are a little treat. It's they my favourite bit of the game when you see that little R three prompt flashing. You're like, mm. oh yes. <laughs> what's he going to do? I like running for it. Like you know if um. <laughs> You've stunned them for like, let's say you've thrown your Leviathan axe and then you've stunned. I'm fully like, right, everyone else out the way. Everything else, everything else has been stopped, doesn't it? It's like, you know, red arrow, you get slapped in the back and you're like, no, I'm going for that finish. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it kills me or not, I don't care if I die getting there. I will finish this enemy with R3. What about you, Ash? Uh, mine would, I think it's probably the in half on the floor one as well. I haven't seen that many yet. I feel like I'm still like baby Kratos with my ripping and tearing. Um, I've got like the, the chaos blades where you just stab and then you stab, 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 yeah, which I like, yeah, which is like a make one. a smoothie out of the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that. Um, I like the chop on the floor when you see the, the inside, but no guts. Uh, I like the, like the unique ones you get for the bosses, but I don't yeah. want to talk about it too no. much. Yeah. I mean, they are always... A, a riot. They're, they're always I weird. Also, still love Tatzelworm mouth being ripped open just when he pulls the jaw off. Oh. Like I, st- I just, I love jaw deaths. I think anything you, that you do with a jaw, it's so gnarly. Someone ripping a jaw off because you know that they, you don't know if that's killed him. You know, and well, obviously with Kratos, he's just pulled all the, the bits out. So yeah, but <laughs> I just think it's so gnarly when you get a bit of jaw ripped off. Oh, it's off. just, re- it's very visceral. Yeah. I can really imagine a jaw death yeah. for some reason. It's yeah. like, ah, uh, you just, you know what it's like when your jaw's been opened too wide yeah. and you're like, that's enough. It's like uh, the, uh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like the Last of Us ones, I spoke about the bloater death before where he pulls the jaw open and yeah. just rips him open. There's, there's some in the Callisto Protocol that we've spoken about where he gets jaw ripped open oh. and that Kratos has one for his creatures as well. I'm like, all the best ones have jaw deaths, baby. Yeah. It's really open. not a place you want to put your hands either in yeah. something's mouth. It's like, again, he's so angry. He's yeah. like, I don't even care. Don't care if I get bitten yeah. here. You're, yeah, You're ah. dying. It's, it's like, like squeezing a wasp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When that wasp stung you and you're like, right, yeah, I did. that's it. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not proud. I'll be stung, but you will be squished to death. <laughs> I actually tore that one in half. Oh my <laughs> god! I got stung in the eyelid by a wasp. Oh, that wasp! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. it coming from miles <laughs> away. Honestly, oh, like I reckon I saw it for about like five seconds, and I knew it was coming for me in a room, like in a corridor. Full of children. I was like, I'm the one. It's chosen me. And it went over the glasses. I remember you. Straight in. I did its work. I just went, oh, God. That's terrible. It's terrible what it did. No. I I smashed everything. (laughs) I love this. It's terrible. You shouldn't tear insects apart. Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't grab it by its tiny jaws, Ash, and then you would have enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proud. Like I it, it It was a complete. Uh, you know, knee-jerk reaction. Just Heat it was of the moment. The, the pain over, overcame You sound me. proud of it. You're there like, hee-hee, I tore a wasp in two. Hee-hee, I'm not, not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's take us away from this horrible wasp place and move mm. on to the next section. I think that's all we can talk about for Ragnarok so far. We don't want to spoil it for anybody who's just gotten started, but those are our first impressions. Spoiler free. We've had a great time. We're going to continue to have a great time. Yes. Hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll have loads more to say and there'll be other exciting videos up as well. So keep an yes. eye out for that. Um, we're going to move on now to the comments of the week section. So prepare your singing voices, my friends. <laughs> Okay, we're just going to go. Let's do it. It's time. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. Wow. That was like, that was much better. That was, that was so a really marked good. improvement. That we're really really good. Good. I saw Ash's eyes looking at me. So I'm going to be like, I'm going when you're going. <laughs> 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 I was like, <laughs> got to keep up with it all. Right, so comments of the week. We have our first one from Eric Drummond from Ragnarok is a sequel fans deserve, who says, and I'm going to continue speaking in this oh, voice. God. Oh, God. Why? Oh. Why though? <laughs> Can we just appreciate how Kratos has started to care for Mimir according to the journal entry? Yes, we can appreciate that. That's another thing I want to talk about, the, the codex entries written by <gasps> Kratos. Have yes. you all seen them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so fascinating. Yeah. And it gives you extra little bits of insight into the story mm. as well that you just don't you don't get from the actual cutscenes. And then you read the codex entry for characters you may have just seen in the cutscene. You're like, oh, that's what Kratos was thinking. Oh, yeah. That's just really cool. Oh. But uh, yeah, his Mimir, I don't know if anyone's read the Mimir description. I have, yeah. I haven't read the Mimir. <laughs> I haven't read Mimir yet. <laughs> he describes him as like compact and yes. does not consume many resources as like <laughs> prose. Yeah. Uh, but also like quite touchingly refers to him as like a, a brother yes he? he's yeah. like a, he's like there's not many people who would call me brother or something yeah or who i would call yeah. brother um it's just, like it's like it. it's like almost as warm as kratos can get yeah. it's like yeah. it's like you know not lovely but you read it and you think oh my god kratos yeah. said this yeah. <laughs> there's one entry where he, he says like a throwaway line or writes a throwaway line like had i not had such good counsel and you know that that's right. about mimir as yeah. well yeah. and it's just like oh the boys love each other <laughs> they do love each other he's just he's just turning into i think there's like a real wisdom to kratos in in god of war ragnarok mm. like you really feel like this this person is the culmination of so many years of experience yeah. of various traumatic things. Uh, you really get that sense of age in him now mm. in a in a really good way. Like he's 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 gained a lot emotionally. Yeah. Speaking of counsel, like there's moments in the in the game, I think it's okay to say where Kratos sort of wanders off to have a word with Mimir for yeah, a bit of yeah. counsel. Yeah. Like a proper sort of like 
which I really, really liked. And I really like just seeing their lives at the start of the game. Yeah. The life as a, th- as a three that they've yeah. had. Yeah, they're like a family of three. And, and I'm like, here waits yeah. at home it's reading. A, like, a little, yeah, that's the first time you see Mimir. He's there with a little, like a spoon in his mouth. Yeah, and to using turn the page. The, that to turn the pages of the book. And lovely little It's touch. lovely. And there's also uh, a moment where where they have to hide him. They hide him in, the, in their house. I just really like their whole thing. <laughs> I love their relationship that they sort of care for each other. Um, this guy whose head they ripped off and yeah. he's become a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, wonderful. he is good. Mimir has entries in the journal as well. Like Mimir yes, writes he does. the um, artifact gathering and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and bestiary as well. Yeah. He writes about how like you do all the different monsters. So you've got Mimir's insights, which are very like jaunty, and then you've got Kratos's, which like the, there's there's one little note that you can find about where someone's just bragged about how many monsters they've killed in that area, and Kratos is like, I wish they were here to share their skills. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good, yeah. this is about killing wretches. Actually, the little the little things. Yeah, um, Bragnarok. And it's, yeah, it's just hey. <laughs> Bragnarok. Bragging about killing monsters. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it was good. But I just I took too long to understand it. <laughs> just let it simmer for a bit longer. Yeah, just, just move on, move on. Letting it settle. Let it settle. And then we carry on. <laughs> uh, yes, it's great to see all the little journal entries where you get insight into these two characters mm. and their mindset and the things that they think. It's just good. It's it just good. really good. Yeah. Yeah. More goodness. We've got another comment from Dan Hodson now from Ragnarok is the sequel fans deserve again. And who says? That was like a that was a tribute reference. And he says, play. Uh, he says, um, I cannot wait for Wednesday. Literally bought a TV, a new TV and sound system to play this game. Excellent choice. I remember, I did a lot of people choice. do that for God of War 2018 as mm. well. It's the, it's the thing to do. Obviously, when we're recording this, Wednesday's in the future. But when you're hearing this, Wednesday's in the past. Yes. So mm. I hope I hope your TV and sound system is, is everything you hoped. Yeah. And I don't think you could have picked a better game. On which to, to christen it. To christen, mm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more to say. It's great though, isn't it? <laughs> like uh, the decision to, to buy a new TV yeah. is always like a big one. And the first game you play on that new TV is always yeah. like a grand moment. It's like, oh, how good is it going to look? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you guys are going to be like, eh, I'm considering it for Callisto. I'm oh, really, come on. I really am. For the because, gore. Yeah, well, it's, I really need a new TV. Like, I really, really need a new TV because I watch so much horror on mine and it's like really mucky. Like, the blacks are really mucky. Yeah. They're like, and I, I just, I need something better. And Black Friday is the end of November. Mm-hmm. Callisto is out on the second. So I'm like, Oh, we could oh. be hearing your comment of the week in the yeah. next uh, podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll treat myself. Um, but yeah, I I really need a new TV as well. So I'm very je- jealous of Dan Hodson with his lovely Ragnarok experience. Yeah. I, I'm I, jealous of the surround sound. I was going to say yeah. I highly recommend surround sound as well. Like, just, oh, have you been playing with the surround sound? All right, Mr. Cinema. I just mean, it's just like, I just think it really does make such a huge difference. It's so good. Um, like, uh, and... Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Just no, I don't even mean on God of War Ragnarok specifically. I just mean surround sound. If you can get it for your home setup, if I found it made um, a, an even bigger difference to my viewing habits yep. and I, life than than the nice screen. I genuinely always thought it was like a naughty's fad that didn't work. Like right. it's like because you put your speaker behind your sofa and be like, what's that? <laughs> uh, I've never heard someone be like, it's the way. Honestly, like I I um. Yeah, I installed it and I instantly put on a movie and I was just like, 
<gasps> I really want to do it, but this is amazing. I know. Once, like, once I'm so out of good. this, the rented flat, like far in the future, that's when I'll be like surround sound. It's, it's gonna time. Be, yeah, it's time. I'm yeah. in. I'm in a place with thicker walls now. It can handle the boom of the surround sound. The bass. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the bass. Yes. My problem is I've always got like a sleeping child upstairs whenever I'm watching a movie or playing a game. So it's it's usually headphones for me. Yeah. Headphones are just as good, I think, though, for being like putting you in the zone. Yeah, yeah having I a good so. set of headphones is important. I think on the PS5, they are. When I've been playing brilliant. God of War Ragnarok, I've, like I have to have headphones. Yeah. I have to have the the full, yeah. the full 3D <laughs> audio treatment. There. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's lovely. Oh, we've got another comment from Requiem of Demons who has commented on the five things you can do in Ragnarok that you never could before, which says starting my playthrough of Ragnarok on give me God of War difficulty, which is a bold and brave move. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I learned from my 2018 experience where I'll never yeah. forget it, where I was like, oh, I, th- I, like, I think I'll be- I'm getting pretty in the neck of, well, pretty Pretty oh, in the neck of. Pretty in the neck of, yeah. You know, I'm getting the hang of action games. I was like, I'll put God of War on hard on back in 28, like back on the 2018 version. And I just got slapped silly in the tutorial. So this time I was like, no, I am <laughs> not making that mistake again. I am not just, it's been a while since I've played God of War 2018. So I'm just going to warm up to it again and just put it on the normal difficulty. I was yeah. like, I'm yeah. not being slapped around silly again in the beginning. Has anybody gone for anything other than balance? Not yet. I've started on balance. I very nearly started on the story version only. I thought I'm so interested in the story. Mm. But then I thought it would be a disservice to the combat That's that the I do thing. as well. It's uh for me you, so as you, a, someone who knows it. You're sort of desperate to find out what happens all the time. But a lot of the enjoyment for me has come from pitching it just right so the mm. combat is is just about challenging enough so you constantly feel like on your toes, you feel breathless. Like mm. there's some boss fights where I've I survived by the skin of my teeth. Yeah, um, and it's felt amazing afterwards. Um, so yeah, I think find the difficulty that enables you to have that experience mm-hmm. would be my advice. Yeah. I say just play it however you want to play. I know so many people who've played like God of War 2018, they just wanted the story mm. and they had a fantastic time with it. I know some who really liked the God of War, like God of War as a series. So they fully were putting it on like, give me God of War. And they were like, yes, I am Kratos. I'm dying, but I'm killing you when I do kill you and stuff. So just play it however <laughs> you want to play it. And I do. And I do. I do kill you. Uh, no, I think uh, it's great that there's like five different difficulty options. So you can pick your pick and choose between yeah. all of them. So if, even if, if you don't want to be the easiest one, you don't want to be the hardest one, there's the middle. If you want something a bit harder, there's the middle of the middle. And there's one that's a bit easier, there's the middle of that middle. There's five difficulty yeah. levels, yeah, everybody. There's five and four and three and two and one. <laughs> so we've got another comment from Victor Young on Ragnarok had us in tears after 10 minutes. And it says, not me. No, it doesn't. It <laughs> says, uh, I'm 34 now. And for the first time in my life, I requested time off work for the release of a game. Two days, in fact. So excited for this yeah have you guys ever booked time off work for a game once no. i mean it seems a little impossible in this line yeah. i yeah. did i did before for final fantasy 13 mm. i think i've told this story before um i f- booked a full week off work to play that when it came out and i didn't enjoy it and i, I wrote a review about how i didn't enjoy it and oh, it was that review that got me my my work experience oh on hey it was on all a, worth it on official playstation magazine so that time off that i booked mm-hmm has ultimately led to me being on this sofa talking about God of War Ragnarok today. Yeah. I haven't booked any time off, but yeah, my career has basically been doing this, so it's not quite the same thing. But I absolutely would. I mean, I'm 
I do like I, I want to play it all the time and yeah. I, I can only fit a few hours into my life every day at the moment, you know, and so and, and as can most people. So I, I completely understand like just booking a week off oh, or a couple of days off and just worth it. smashing it and I just getting through it. Absolutely be doing it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, well, I had hoped that it would have worked with my week. I just had a week off yeah. after Halloween and I was like, <laughs> hopefully Suckers. the Ragnarok code comes in. And I was like there with my little slippery hands together, waiting and waiting. And it's come now. I've come back to work. So. <laughs> 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 I did have a week off, so that was good. Rosie, how about you? No, I haven't booked a day off for a video game, but I don't know why. I will always remember um, like the first time I pre-ordered two games and I remember pre-ordering Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain and Uncharted 4 and I remember pre because it was the first time I'd actually pre-ordered so I'm like like you know when it's like oh have you ever booked a time off work I'm like no but I did pre-order it and I was just remembering being at work when I was working in retail at the time just like I want to go home I want to go home I want to go home yeah. mm-hmm. and then luckily on that one shift I finished it like uh, four o'clock, I think, rather than six o'clock. And literally, I remember seeing the rest of my my friends at work, and I was like, "I'm gonna go home now and play Uncharted all night." Bye. And then, oh, like, man. literally, just I can like, co- totally remember buying games on my lunch break, mm. um, and just having them burning a hole in my bag. Uh, you know, like you're yeah. you're like at the desk working. Like I worked in a library, and I'm stood just dealing with annoying people, and my mind is just fixed on the bag. I can see the bag, the games in there. It's just burn. It's just calling. Like yeah. that feeling you get like, when oh. you're on your way home, though. Oh you're my just, god, like, floating home. Yeah. Oh, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Yeah. My copy of Skyrim, which was the 11th of the 11th, 2011. Yes. Uh, it came on the 10th. Oh, what? Like, Amazon messed up and sent it a day early. And the dream. I got sent a picture of it. I was at school and I got sent a picture of it um, from my parents. They were like, look what's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I was like, ah, for the whole day, literally. And then as, as we got out of school, my, my friend Beth and bless her, <laughs> we used to give her a lift home because she lived on the way back. And uh, I was like, Beth and we run now. And I like, <laughs> literally went like full pelt. And I'm like, I'm like about a foot taller than Bethan. So I was like striding and like down the thing. And she was like, ah, like trying to Why run. are we running? Like, please. Well, it's uh, weird to think of you at school when Skyrim came out. Yeah. I remember that being like our first couple of months working on Access. Yeah. When Skyrim came out. And, and we, we all went, went out we at went lunchtime. on our lunch break and all bought a coffee. We all went and got and it from we HMV. Stood blocking the road in Bath, all just standing around. There's about five of us just looking at our copies of Skyrim. Yeah. Talking. <laughs> it was the best day. <laughs> it was great. It was so great. Uh, we were just a twinkle in Access's eye back we then. Were. We were. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember know. when the Uncharted 4, the first trailer came out, and I remember going to school and basically telling everyone about it, and no one was fussed about it because no, 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 no one in my friendship group really was like into video games as much as I was. And I just remember sitting there on my breaks being like, I want to see the trailer again. I'm going to watch the trailer again. Whilst <laughs> everyone else was like so Socialising at lunch, I was just on my phone like, "What's the trainer? I'm going to watch it again." <laughs> oh, games are great. I like games. I'm glad that we talk about them here. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's good. But that's as much as we're going to talk about games today. As we're rounding off the comments of the week from the hashtag Pod Squad, Pod Squad. Pod Squad. section. Well done, everybody. If you would like to send us a message or a comment, then please leave one on our YouTube channel or on social media with the hashtag. Pod squad. Pod squad. Pod squad. There we go. And we will maybe read it out on a future podcast episode. <laughs> so now that that's done with, let's move on to Before We Go. So before we go, everyone, 
Is there anything you want to talk about besides the one prompt that I have written down? <laughs> well, I thought I thought it should just be more God of War because that, that is literally all I want to talk about right now. I don't know about <laughs> anybody else. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will ask the prompt question then. So sorry, Dave. Shut up. I'm going to ask the prompt <laughs> question. So before we go, if you were a god in the world of God of War Ragnarok, what would you be the god of? Oh, in the world of God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Sorry, well, that I, really made me laugh. I, I sort of interpreted it as if you were just a, go- a, well, yeah, a yeah. god of something. Yeah, if you were the god of, if you were a god, what would you be the god of? Come on, this was your question. What do you? Th- what would you be the god of? I would be the god of size. God of size. The, the bridge of size in Venice. Of god of sighing. <sighs> yes, just. <sighs> I've asked you so many times if you were right when you've made that noise, and you keep going. Just old man sounds. <laughs> <laughs> the god of old man sounds, yeah. yeah. I'd be the god of sighing. My sighs would be very powerful. Yeah. Would they control very, the They weather, are quite powerful wind? anyway, yeah. to be honest. They would control, like, the wind. Yeah. If you visited my realm, the god, the realm of the god of sighs, there'd be loads of places filled with creatures who I would have imbued with my sighing spirit, who'd just be going around doing... <laughs> the, realm of the, the realm of eye rolls and tuts and oh, sighs God. and there'd be you know bridges you'd have to cross with like powerful just sighing coming across um and the way you would have to defeat me would be you'd have to cheer me up oh god oh wow oh god <laughs> that's the only way oh, there'd be no. like a little a separate to my health bar like a a cheer bar yeah it's waving and when i'm head at you. so happy that i can no longer sigh then i am defeated yeah then you do a contented sigh you go ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've just described the past 10 years i don't think i've cheered you up yet over those 10 years no i've given up now <laughs> no <laughs> when there's sighs i'm just like oh I'll go somewhere else i'm not gonna try and cheer him up anymore not worth it what about you dave what god would you be i have no idea um i don't it's, it's strange to be a god of something isn't it what does it mean i don't know but i so uh, but i really like food and drink <laughs> so oh, okay. i'd be the god of food and drink okay that's a, uh, that uh, that is a god but i can't remember the name there is a god of merriment there's a god of wine isn't there uh, yeah, the, like, the, the Theseus, is it uh well i'm thinking of the greek oh, yeah. god yeah um There'll be a version of it in Norse mythology as well, like yeah. Valhalla. I'm literally thinking of Hades right now. I yeah. could, and I'm like, oh, he's he's one of my favourite gods in Hades. I'm yeah. just like, so I know the the Greek. I can't could not pronounce his name properly, but um, yeah. yeah, he's the god of wine. That's what I am thinking of. Yeah. So you'd be the god of food and drink. What would your key food and key drink be? Because you'd need something for your statue. When you're sitting on your godly throne, yeah. what right. are you eating and drinking? Sausages. <laughs> um, like, just, just by the fistful or on a fork. Um. He's yeah, got his no, not the angels just like <laughs> the, hand feeding the fingertips. Sausage. I just, you know, I don't think we'd need a fork. I'm a god yeah. now, um, but I wouldn't be using a fist either. It would be. I'm just imagining my like fingers. I imagine like you know in the first God of War, God of War 2018, when Atreus is like, "We're gods, we can do whatever we exactly. want." You're like, you just look Sausages. at the fork and you just knock it. Away. <laughs> yeah, we can do whatever we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a short now. Your hands. It's going to have to be a short. Sausages and Diet Coke. That's me. Oh, man. I, have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, anyone? No, not yet. Yes. No. Oh, okay. Well, you will know what I mean. Yes. The hot dog. I do know. Yeah, what I mean. the yep. hot dog fingers. Mm-hmm. That's you. Okay. <laughs> Watch it. It's really good. It's okay. really good. I wept openly. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Rob didn't enjoy Did it. Not? No. 
That's a discussion for another time. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Wrong and incorrect. I really enjoyed it. I don't know one person. Actually, sorry. I know one person who didn't enjoy it. Is that? Which is Rob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know several people who loved it. Yeah. yeah, it is really good. But, yeah, you could find your... You can be the god in, in there. They'd enjoy that in that multiverse. Yeah. Rosie, Ash, what... Rosie? I, I was If I was a god, I'd want to be a god of something that's helpful. And I was thinking, the reason why I was like Ragnarok at first, because mine's quite like something that wasn't really a big thing in Norse in Norse mythology. Um, so I would be the the god of online safety. Oh, I like that's that. incredibly wholesome, Rosie. Yeah. So, so my realm would be, you know, you don't get spam emails popping up, <laughs> like you know, you want to go on a dating site or anything. You won't get those. No you don't spoilers get... in the comments. Oh my god. <laughs> no, yeah, you just it's a, it's the safe realm. You don't get viruses. People can't hack you. Like your passwords are all safe in the realm of online safety. Nobody and forges for banks. Yeah, no, none of that nonsense. This is just a place where you can just feel safe online and i and i do because i'm like you know i'm get i get really scared of viruses yeah. and the thought of someone hacking my files and stuff so as, as dave knows the amount of time i've come up to you and gone like the viruses dave the viruses uh, yeah. so i think in a, in a modern society we all need just to feel happy and safe online so i would be the god of online safety i don't know what my god name would be yet God. Rosie. 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 Viruses Breakus. Viruses Breakus. That will be my virus online safety name for I break the viruses. Spam be gone. Spam be gone. Uh, yes, yeah. Spam be gone. That's good. <laughs> I gave you all, all your guys drag names the other week, actually, and none of you commented on them. You were on holiday. We were working very hard. I Ash. know. And I was on holiday watching drag and thought, oh, I will give everyone a drag name. Nice. In the middle of a discussion about something very important. <laughs> that, was it? it was that All of a part. sudden, just drag names appear for everyone. <laughs> My drag name already exists. It's Meryl Gear. Yeah. You can't change it. I well, well, didn't. He, she didn't. She called you Meryl Gear. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, so I didn't even well, read the up. message. <laughs> I put so much work into that. That was my time off. So much work. You just call me the name that already exists. Yeah, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> <else's laughs> uh, what would you be the god of, Ash? The god of drag? No. Names? <laughs> no. The god of Halloween? I think it would have to be some sort of spooky thing. The god of nightmares or something like that. But I'm quite wholesome, really. I don't really know. The I don't god think of jaw I... breaking. Yeah. God of jaw. Oh, death. god of gore. It's yeah. good. God, god, of gore. Of, god of felines. God of gore. God of gore. Yeah, I would do love cats. I'd be like Bast in Egypt. I'd be <laughs> like, all right, everyone. I'm a cat. Here's some cats. God, <laughs> the god of scrunge. Oh, god of scrunge. Yeah, that would be it. The... <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what scrunge is, it's it's a community. <laughs> Here we go. It's a community oh, on Reddit that take pictures of cats when they're like mid yawn or doing something silly, something goofy, little animals being goofy, and their mouths always look like. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always pictures of cats that are just mid like, <laughs> and they're just really, really, really funny. Like it just tickles my funny bone unbelievably. And there's there's one on the whiteboard drawn. Yeah. If you look yeah. at previous access videos uh, when we're in the previous office. There's a whiteboard yeah. with a scrunch cat drawn Thanks, beautifully Emily. by Emily. Drawn by Emily. Yeah. Emily. 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 No. Dave <laughs> never does the Emily chart. No, I just don't get it. Ridiculous. Oh, I get it. Pretty nice. I don't know who Emily is. Wow. We're sorry. We're really sorry, Emily. I was trying to be like a sort of like like the access. Nobody liked that. Everyone Everybody loves Emily. Everyone knows who Emily is, Dave. 
I don't. already <laughs> in the access law. People have requested merch yeah. with Emily, Emily, Emily written on it. Have they? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Some lovely person commented that their name was Emily as well. Emily commented. I did see that comment yeah. and I was sad that it had not been acknowledged publicly on the channel. It was so, so good. What hadn't been? So that's we, for you as well, Emily. We should do a chant for like every name. Yes. Like not every, every name. single oh, only one. Every single, everyone, everyone deserves to have a, a moment where they're like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any names. You can't chant Steph any of our names no. apart from yours, Rosie. Cause, or even then. It's just like Rosemary. Dave, 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 Rob, Rob. You do realize we have more than just the nicknames. Like you are David, and Rob is Robert, and I am Ashley, and Rose is Rosemary. It's still not as good though, is it? Well, I'm just thinking of the da 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 da. Rosemary, 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 Ashley. Absolutely. I feel like we've lost our way. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's end now. So, end of pod. End of pod. <laughs> end of pod. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you're enjoying God of War Ragnarok. I'm looking at every camera trying to find a grip on reality. With Some my people eyes. are just listening as oh, well. Thank well, you for listening. Thank you for listening as well. And you can't see my crazed eyes looking for a grasp. So, that's good for you. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoy your weekend and I hope you have an absolutely brilliant time with God of War Ragnarok and tell us all about it on our reams of videos you can find on the channel. So please come visit us on YouTube or stick around if you are on YouTube and we'll see you again very soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.